All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Academy Arguments. I'm Andrew Nunez. And I'm Brittany McHugh. And we are joined by no one for this episode. Nope. We are just going to chat it up, Brittany and I, about today's episode, or today's film, rather. And what is that film, you ask, that we are going to discuss? Well, that film is the 2020 comedy drama film Another Round. Yes. Uh, it was an international co-production between Denmark, the Netherlands, Sweden, uh, starring Mads Mikkelsen, uh, as many people may know from uh, various uh, American films as well. Uh, at least for me, the, the film I know him from the most is Casino Royale. Never seen it. You've never seen Casino Royale? Nope. You, you're missing out. That is my favorite Bond film of them all. Like, Casino Royale is just... Uh, I've only ever seen the... Did I see Skyfall with you, or did I see the sequel? I really hope you saw Skyfall because no, I, I did it not was like the Spectre. Sequel, and I fell asleep. I remember I saw it with you in the oh theater, my and I God. fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. Spectre was not not good. <laughs> like it was just not. No, it I was didn't not think good. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was underwhelming. But he wasn't in that one. He was in Casino Royale. And that's that's where I I know him from. Um, and so. A really interesting film, this movie, Another Round. It, um, Yeah, but uh, we're going to dive in, into a lot of things. But before we, we do that, um, let's kind of just go one by one just what we knew about the film going in to, to watch it for, I'm assuming both of our first times was watching it for, for this podcast. Uh, we'll start with you, Brittany. It's very funny. I was talking to my aunt a couple weekends ago. Hi, Aunt Melissa. She listens to this podcast. So hey. hi. hi, Aunt Melissa. We were talking about my this podcast, and she was mentioning, like, I think she mentioned this movie to me, and she told me what it was about. I don't recall at the moment if she was saying we shouldn't do it or we should do it. So, um, you're welcome, or I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, One of the two. I'm also pretty sure I told you what this film was about. Mm-hmm. Like the last time we hung out in person. Oh, we're in person, guys. Oh, yeah. We're in person for the first time in what? A year and... Over a year. Three months? Four months? I think it was like February. So yeah, a year and four months. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Finally in the same room again after... Yeah, we are vaccinated, um, and yet we are still distanced from yes. each other. <laughs> yes. So... It's so weird seeing you in person. I, I don't know if this is going to help us or hurt yeah. us. Well, well, we'll see. This time, if we get each other's throats, uh, there's there's no computer screen separating us anymore. We're just going to duke it out. I mean, I can actually hit you for real this time. <laughs> you don't have to just ask my, my brother now to Correct. come to the room and, and just I could. sideswipe me. <laughs> I could. He's also here. Yeah. But, you know, it might be more satisfying if I just did it myself. That's what I was going to suggest, Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, as as far as like what I knew, I I mean, I know that this film won an Oscar at at the Oscars this past year, and I know that the director of the film gave it like a really heartfelt speech during the during when he when he won the Oscar, a really heartfelt speech about his daughter passing away, and it was, I mean, I mean, he was having everyone in the room just like really just you know the verge of tears, um, and so like I that's basically my my experience. I know that it, it won. An Oscar, obviously, that's why it's, that's why we're talking about it. And the director gave like a really heartfelt speech. And I remember seeing like one promo for it, and it was Mads Mikkelsen just dancing all over the place, just jiving uh, to 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 a song. And that's basically all, all I really knew about another round. Oh, and that it was about drinking. Like, uh, well, I told you what it was. Yeah, about. yeah. I yeah. told you the exact premise of this yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. I those are basically the three. 
ish things that I knew going going into this. The plot, the fact that it won an Oscar, and the fact that that the director gave a really heartfelt speech. That was that was about it. Yeah. Shall we jump into awards? Yes. <laughs> I got nothing else to say no. about that. <laughs> we, we, we can jump in. All right. It was the 93rd Academy Awards, the most recent one for us. I don't know if you're listening to this 10 years in the future, and the Academy has been phased out by now and replaced with something a lot less corrupt and better, but you know. Highly unlikely, but still. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was nominated in two different categories, ended up winning one, and the winner was Best International Feature. Uh, Thomas Vinterberg was also nominated for Best Director, lost, of course, to Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Mm. And I I just want to say, I do appreciate now that it's starting to become a little bit more commonplace for, like, foreign language films to start competing in other categories besides Best Foreign Language Film. Like, it, it really, it's making me so happy to see, you know, just because a filmmaker isn't from the U.S., like, they actually have a shot still at, at other awards. So I, I like that they're opening it up now to not just films made in, in English. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to insult that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I am going to insult? Oh, boy. This movie. <laughs> I have problems with this movie. Yeah, I, I could tell. Um, I could tell that you, that you do. Well, I mean, like, okay, I should go out on the record. It's not a bad movie. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad movie. I'm very confused by the messaging in this movie, though, mm-hmm. because, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain the premise of this movie in case people haven't seen it. The premise is basically this group of teachers, they're like middle age, they're depressed as fuck, they're very bored with their lives. One of them comes across a theory which has a name that I don't remember, and I'm not going to try and come up with. But it's this theory that if you have, say, two glasses of wine and you're like that amount of drunk, your life gets instantly better. So these group of four teachers decide to test that out and spend their school days like I believe it was like 0.05%. was the, the, the rule they had when they created it. Yeah. And, but then, of, and it does, it makes their life so much better, which is so many problems, but I'll get into that. <laughs> Except they can't stop. They decide to push it even further. What if it's point one? What if it's one? What if it's two? What if I'm drunk out of my fucking ass? Like, mm-hmm. and of co- it's basically like the theory works is what they're trying to say, I guess. But you can't just stick to it so it doesn't work. I mean, it, it works and it doesn't. <laughs> like, I, I, I think. Well, you- like, that's what confuses me mm-hmm. because. They start doing this experiment, an experiment which they use Hemingway as an example, which is, this made me so angry because the main character is a history teacher Mm -hmm. and Hemingway is a very famous historical figure who is known for his depression Mm -hmm. and the fact that he drank himself to death. Mm -hmm. So what is that right there? Yeah. Yeah. Like I got really stuck on that Hemingway thing. You were confused by the messaging. Right. Okay. So, like, being, like, this amount drunk, tipsy, let's say. They're tipsy. They're lightly tipsy. Suddenly makes them develop a personality, is what it seems like. But that doesn't make any sense. Because, like, even when you're drunk, that doesn't suddenly make you have a personality. And if you can only be interesting while you're drunk, that speaks to a much larger issue at hand, which I feel like the movie never addresses. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So like, what is the message here? Because, and here, and the end of the movie is crazy to me because it ends with one of the people dying because he has become at this point a raging alcoholic he Mm -hmm. goes out on his boat and i it wasn't clear to me does he kill himself or does he crash the boat it's implied that he kills himself okay so he kills himself and it seems like they're all processing it and they're all going to stop doing the experiment and then there's like a graduation for all of their students and all of their students are getting drunk and they want their teachers to get drunk with them and all the three remaining teachers proceed to get drunk with their students and it's like this really beautiful happy scene of them dancing around but they're drunk Mm -hmm. they're like it's like they've accepted the alcoholism and they're like you know what it's right alcohol is the (laughs) answer i i don't think it's that they were accepting alcoholism but that's what they're doing though but it seems like they recognize the problem and then immediately relapsed and it's framed in a positive way okay keep in mind that 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 going to that final sequence where they have drinks with the students, like n- none of them had touched booze in, in, in a hot second because each one of them had been going through a shit ton, including the friend, the death of their friend Tommy. And I, th- I think that the, the lesson isn't necessarily that like, oh, alcoholism is great and everything. I think it's just like they've learned that you, you can't just find the joys of life and just being drunk all, but they, all, but, all, all the time. Like but they, no, that's not the message. That's not what's coming across yeah. because they are joyless when they are not drinking. The whole time, like he's going through a divorce. This one guy just got fired and kills himself. They're all grieving their friend. They're all having a terrible time. One of them is still in a really unhappy marriage and then they drink and everything is bright and colorful again. Well, no, not, not necessarily. Remember towards, towards the end of the film, um uh i mean it was granted it was through a text but um what's what's the name uh anika and martin actually start start to to reconcile a, a little bit so like things things are, are starting to turn up for them um toward towards maybe the end. that was one text though that doesn't yeah. fix their problems and they he still seemed pretty damn depressed i mean like this is the this is what i'm saying None of their problems are fixed. Not even their drinking problem is fixed. Yeah, but I would say that, that, that things are starting to look up. I mean, that no, one... No, they're not, because now that, they've regressed into their alcoholism. We don't know for a fact we that... Do. that we, we do. We don't know man. that, though. Here's the thing about alcoholics, dude. When they, like, relapse, mm-hmm. that's bad. Okay, but but I, I, I'm not sure if, if we can really say with absolute certainty that... They had descended into gigantic alcoholism. I'm pretty they sure were doing we can. it. Keep in mind that the key reason why they were continuing to drink was to test the experiment. Right, but then it spirals out of control, and then, and they, they're and then spending, they ended it, and they're spending blackout nights. And then they ended the experiment, and then they, they then they cut it off. Right, they cut it off. Now, granted, you know, but that doesn't mean Tommy, that they're not alcoholic. Well, Tommy, Tommy did become an alcoholic. They Cause, all cause, became alcoholics. Yeah, but well. But even after the experiment ended, Tommy did not stop. Remember, he she was the only one that showed up to that meeting with the teachers drunk off his fucking mind. And the other three are like, what the fuck is he doing? I think they were all drunk. Only Tommy was the worst. Did you not look at them? Their eyes were so fucking bloodshot. They were all drunk still. They just weren't Mm -hmm. as drunk as Tommy. I mean, I didn't see them like drink before that meeting, so I I can't say for sure. But they they stopped the the experiment. Tommy was just the one that was just too far down the rabbit I hole. I thought at it that was when already. Tommy showed up to school is when they stopped the experiment. Oh yes, yes, yes. Sorry, no, it, it is after that. That's that's when. Wait, no, is it? 
No, it is. It is. Okay. I mean, they don't even show them stopping the experiment. That's the thing, though. They, remember, there's that text on screen where where it says, you know, uh, the the this experiment has stopped or something, and then they just kind of they just oh, I don't they remember just that because I'm pretty sure that happens after. Though. Okay. Well, my 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 point being is 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 you know. They they do it until they stop the experiment and then they stop it. Okay, but just because some people stop drinking doesn't mean they're not alcoholics anymore. My my point is we we don't know for certain if they were continuing because they want to continue on with the experiment or if it was just because they literally didn't have the willpower to not drink anymore. I'm assuming which Tommy the clearly Tommy clearly did not have the willpower. Right, he but was the, way too far down the rabbit hole already at that point. The implication when we get into like the end of the movie though is that they didn't want to stop they didn't have the willpower to stop they were hitting rock bottom they were going so far as to get blackout drunk almost every night i was very confused by the timeline by the way of this movie Mm -hmm. the time was i felt like like they had an argument and then like him and annika had an argument and then he shows up like two scenes later and annika's talking about how it's been so long and i'm like no it hasn't what what are you talking about? Yeah, when she said it had been so long, I was just like, it, "Does this take place over a year?" I'm not sure if it takes place over a year. I I, I think it, it's definitely at least like a, a little bit of of, of time. Like I, I would say maybe I think it's a year. Is it a year? Yeah, because I okay. think at the beginning we have all that weird ass parent teacher conference where the parents are like. Well, you always give our kids C pluses, and I'm like, "Well, tell your kids to do better." Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking That's about? That's not my problem. That's not his fault. He has a grading curriculum. If they're not getting the answers right, I don't know how the schools in Denmark work, but that seemed really stupid yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I assume that's like the beginning of the year, and then we have the we end with the graduation where they've all relapsed. Yeah. Well, we're, yeah, we're, we're the students get their test results and they all start what celebrating. What's the drinking everything. age in Denmark, by Low, the way? Well, it's 16. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I was like, <laughs> for a while, like when they opened the movie being like, maybe we should install a zero tolerance policy for alcohol. I'm like, do you not already have that? Is no. this a high school? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's actually But funny. even still, like, yeah. why do they not already have that? So, so I, I was looking this up um, with, with, uh, with Adrian, and uh, we found out that, statistically speaking, uh, the average Denmark teen uh, consumes twice as much alcohol uh, compared to every other teen in Europe. Like, okay. people in Denmark go like hard to the point where when they actually tried creating a law to bring up the the minimum uh, drinking age um all the adults in Denmark basically pushed back because they looked so fondly on their memories from when they were teenagers and, and drunk and all that look if it's legal that's fine but what i'm curious about is why do they not have that at the school i mean like even <laughs> my college had a zero tolerance policy yeah. for alcohol. I mean, you could have it in your off times, but if you were in class, you were not allowed to show up drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> why did I'm, they not already have that? Method? I'm just gonna default to it, it's probably a cultural thing that we just don't have. I mean, here. it's possible, but it still seems weird. I mean, like to us know, culturally, because of the values that we've been raised and instilled with. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, that's. I'm gonna look. We gotta look that up. That seems. <laughs> that 
just seems odd that they don't have that. Look, I'm not saying that they're saying the kids can't drink at all. I'm saying, why is it okay? Denmark, for these kids Brittany is to saying drink? that your laws are stupid. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about a school policy right now. It's Schools not in Denmark, Brittany is saying that your laws are stupid. Again, not a law. <laughs> Sorry, your rules, your policies. You have gotten. I am, if this is your policy, Denmark. You Damn, should, okay. You should have that. I didn't expect you to actually agree with me on that. For okay. this one thing, I agree with. I don't know what your other policies are, but Denmark, you guys should really have a zero tolerance policy for alcohol on your campuses because like, your kids should not be drinking while they're at school. Your teachers should also not be drinking. Your teachers should also not be giving students shots while you're at school. Yeah. Like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, that was... This that is was... how I know it was alcoholism. This guy was giving his students shot and be, a shot and being like, you know what? This is perfectly okay. Like, this isn't inappropriate at all. This isn't detrimental. Mm-hmm. This is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, going back to, to, to the point that we were talking about, like, I, I don't view the ending as, as them descending in, into alcoholism. Because remember, even when, when um, uh, Martin brought Tommy back to his place and Tommy was pulling out a beer, Martin was like, no, like... Right, don't, as don't, he should be because he's an alcoholic and he's not allowed to drink anymore. Well, Tommy, yeah, Tommy is so far No, down. so... Well, no, Martin. Tommy, Tommy, Martin but Tommy, and Tommy Tommy was the one alcoholics. about to have the drink and I know. Martin cut him off. I know, as Martin should because he's an alcoholic and he shouldn't be drinking. Mm-hmm. Martin and Tommy were both alcoholics. It's 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 hard to know for sure what was them. Well, for Tommy, we know the answer clearly, but for for the others, it was it's okay, hard to know. Why is it clear for Tommy but not for the others? Because the others were drinking almost as much as Tommy, aside from two scenes: the scene at the school mm-hmm. and the scene where Tommy kills himself. Mm-hmm. So. Is it just, oh, they weren't alcoholics because they didn't kill themselves? No, it's just with Tommy, I mean, he just spiraled completely out, out, of, out of control. Even after that night where uh, one of them, you know, got home and you know, was on, on the couch and then Martin woke up literally outside a neighbor's house. Like for, for them, that was kind of, kind of a, a, a wake up moment. But for Tommy, it just... Even that night did not did not phase him. He just kept going. And- well, we didn't see what Tommy's response was to that night. Mm-hmm. We saw the one dude who peed in the bed, mm-hmm. and then we saw Martin who woke up outside. And then afterwards, I'm pretty sure we continued to see Martin drink because we had that scene with him and Annika, which I don't think was the same day. Did he drink during that scene? I thought I thought Annika just had her her white wine, and then no, 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 not that the the scene where they're fighting. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, because, oh, the timeline's so confusing. This is why I needed a clear timeline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it does kind of jump around a, l- a little bit here. But yeah, I, like- I am 100% sure the implication that this movie was putting across is that all of them, by doing this experiment, had become alcoholics and were slowly letting their lives be ruined by alcohol, as, unfortunately can happen yeah the one who seriously let it ruin his life Mm -hmm. was tommy who killed himself Mm -hmm. and it seemed like everyone else used that as a wake-up call quit drinking realized they had a problem and stopped but the thing is when you stop and you are at that point where you need to drink you can't go back Mm-hmm. There is no going back. If you go back, and, and, it, and it, it was the, also the implication because they were so 
boring. Like all of the colors had left again in the cinematography as well. When they had quit drinking, everything was suddenly really slow and down and sad. And then you have that moment at the end, which is a beautiful, beautifully cinematic shot Mm -hmm. of them dancing and feeling free and having a personality again, but they're drinking. Mm-hmm. It's literally like the implication this movie is giving is they could only have a personality when they were drinking. Yeah, I I think just the the, the fatal flaw that they made is they 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 made it seem like booze was the only thing that 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 made them interesting. And I think what what they they realized towards towards the end is you know. And I think especially for Martin, he realized that he, that I think he even gave a speech about it when he was talking with Annika that's like, he feels like he hasn't been present for years. Sure. He feels that, that, that he hasn't been, been plugged in. And I feel like, you know, this experiment, as, as tragic as some of the results may have been, it made him realize that he wasn't, like he was searching for, for like the good things in life when he realized that a lot of the good things were in front of him the whole time and he had just been ignoring ignoring them just stuck in his, own, in, his, in his own place i mean to the to the point where you know i mean when annika literally said as a as a way to try to try to justify her infidelity her that like hold on i was her name annika or annika i think it's annika is it annika yes sorry, <laughs> sorry annika my my apologies for mispronouncing your name but to the point where annika was literally like uh, trying to justify her infidelity by saying like i i couldn't just wait for you you know weren't they separated though after that talk, yeah. After that talk, they separated. But it it was it was because remember it, it was her admitting the infidelity that led. Wait, Martin wait, to, wait. What? Which scene was this? Was this the scene at the restaurant or the scene at their house? The scene at the house. Scene at I the don't house. remember those. Oh, I remember it quite quite well because then he was like, I do remember her saying, "You've never been present," and I do remember them fighting and her telling him to get out and him telling them like don't expect because well, Mar- martin was like am i the only one that you find that you, that you have fun with am i, I the only genuinely one genuinely you- have no idea what you're talking about gotcha i okay well i i remember this scene happening because i like when when he asked a question like i just remember i just kind of like went oh oh snap oh snap like he's he's asking all the tough questions and i don't think he's gonna like the response that he gets because it's like he said they had, he had been present for like the past 10 12 years and i was just like oh boy uh and Sure enough, she gave her response, and I mean, like they were not in a happy marriage. Oh God, no! Like, yeah, no. The alcohol. This is the thing about alcohol; it doesn't solve your problems, but this movie makes it seem seem like it does. And I think that's the fatal flaw that they that they had in their experience. Experiments, like, yes, okay. In the short term, it it made their lives a little bit more exciting, and it made them seem more interesting. But the thing is, they leaned way too much into it. You know, it, they 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 made it basically seem like if I don't have booze, I don't have energy to do life. Exactly, alcoholism. But but, but I I think that especially towards the end, they they start to find fulfillment in other things. For example, uh, for one of those friends helping that student pass the exam for. Martin. The one he gave a shot to? The one he recommended helping by, you know, shots. Do them. Knock them back. You'll feel so much better. I do not see a pattern whatsoever. That wasn't the most ethical thing to do. The experiment was wrong. Also, it's a terrible experiment. Like, from a scientific point of view, there's no control group. (laughs) 
how are you supposed to come up? You can't submit this paper anywhere. You, it's not a real experiment. Mm-hmm. It's just, huh, what happens if I get really drunk a couple of times? All right, me and my four friends are going to try it. They didn't do a, I mean, it's not like it had to be a double blind one, but they, there's no control group. You need a control group. Well, it would have maybe, <laughs> maybe, and not even, but maybe it would have been a more ethical experiment if one of them hadn't drunk and had con- participated in the experiment, but had not drunk. A designated DD for the whole Except, experiment. Well, that's what you need. You need a control. You need a baseline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, like I said, even though it wasn't the most, the most ethical way to, to, to do it. Or they, scientific. Or scientific. They, 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 they found towards the end that it's like, you know, they were trying to use booze the whole time to find the happiness in their lives when the whole time there were things in front of them to be happy about, to be grateful for. And how and- do they celebrate finding out about that? <laughs> Knocking back a couple beers with their students. Well, and for Matt Michelson dancing. And but he does it while doing, drunk. I think jazz ballet is, yeah, it's is, jazz is what ballet. he was doing. It's, uh, and oh my such god, a he had moves like I did not know Matt Michelson had that in him. Like the way that he was just like bouncing around all over the place. I'm like, why are you not in a musical? Like Matt Michelson, your talents are being wasted. I need you in a musical stat. Like we are not here to discuss whether or not Matt Michelson should show off his jazz ballet. He can ballet dance the skills. fuck out of jazz ballet. Like yes, I'm not please. disagreeing like, with you, dude. I'm just saying, I do see your point. Like, the point was for them to get to this rock bottom place because alcohol was ruining their lives, Mm -hmm. because it wasn't actually helping their problems. It was just making them worse and blinding them to it for a little while. Mm -hmm. But then you would think that they would have that moment of clarity and things would look up, but they don't look up Mm -hmm. until they start drinking again. Mm Mm-hmm. So the whole message here is negate. Mm-hmm. Is negate the right word? Yes. the the whole The whole point. Well, yeah. I guess I guess negate could could for at least for the argument that you're trying to make. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the at least the way that that I interpreted it was just like what other way is there to interpret it? They were drinking, dude. Well, Things yes. got happy when they started drinking again. And it's like the cycle is just repeating itself because we know what's going to happen. They're going to think, oh, it's okay if I just have a little bit. And then they're going to have a little more. And then they're going to have a little more. And then someone else is going to get on a boat. We don't, we don't know that for we sure. We don't know that we for don't. sure, but that seems like the implication. Okay, okay, okay. But see, see, you gave me shit earlier for hypothesizing about something that happened off, that happened off screen that didn't happen there. So we can't do that. We, we can't have it both ways. Fair enough. We but you have that. to admit that it only got happy when they started drinking again. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And it, that is not progress. That is regressing we don't know that we do because if they are alcoholics and they drink we don't know they were alcoholics though we do know they were alcoholics andrew they stopped the experiment and that doesn't mean they're not alcoholics how do you know that? because alcoholics can stop drinking andrew that doesn't mean they're not alcoholics anymore though they what? did. Right, but that doesn't make them not alcoholics anymore. But we, okay, but see, the, we would need so much more evidence to come to the conclusion. What more evidence do you need? The whole movie was implying that their lives were being ruined because of alcohol. That is the definition of alcoholism. No, no, no. 
They were doing, they were drinking alcohol because of the experiment, though. Not oh, because of, their, of, of, of their inability to stop their urges. We, we don't it may know. have started as an experiment, Andrew, but the fact that it regressed that much and none of them saw, not regress, that it progressed that much with them drinking that much alcohol all the, the times without the them seeing a problem with it. That consistently, means all that day, they had to maintain 0.05 BAC. They couldn't drink after 8 p.m., but during the day, they were But then they kept moving it up. The they kept moving it up yeah. and moving it up and moving it up. Yeah. You know why? Because they were relying on it more. Because they were alcoholics. They were pushing the boundaries of the experiment. No, dude. it's The experiment was the excuse. We don't. We yes, don't. we do. <laughs> that is the whole implication of the movie. What they were doing is they were seeing... Like, oh my God, 0. 0.05 makes me connect with my students, makes me connect with my wife and kids. Well, this is amazing. What if, 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 we, if we kicked it up a notch? And no, yet, I understand how yeah. the movie happened, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. It led to them becoming alcoholics. The experiment, mm -hmm. maybe it didn't start with the goal to... I'm not saying their goal was to become alcoholics. No, no. Grant, yeah. That's maybe fair. it started as an experiment and maybe they started pushing the boundaries a little bit more because they were curious, but drinking that much every single night to a point where you are passing out in your front lawn because you can't remember which house you are. That's not an experiment anymore. You have completely lost control. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, that I mean, is alcoholism. I, I, I will. I, I will agree with you that they push the boundaries of, of the experiment Way to too alcoholism. Much, way too much to the point where they basically thought that that if I don't have booze with me, life isn't interesting, life isn't fun. And alcoholism. Everything. And I, I do think that it was poor timing for them to 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 have drinking in the the finale of the of the I film. I agree with that. I think that Mads Michelson would have been just as joyous if he were just dancing with well, the students. Well, we will never know because the movie did not make that decision. The movie made the decision. It's mm -hmm. a purposeful decision, Andrew. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be... If the real message was just, we don't need alcohol to be happy, they wouldn't have touched alcohol at the end. Mm -hmm. It is really purposeful. You're a filmmaker. You should know this. It was purposeful that it showed them being handed beer by their students and knocking it back. Mm -hmm. That is a message. Mm -hmm. And it's really purposeful that the only time we start to see colors again and happiness and joy in the cinematography mm -hmm. is when we that starts to happen. Yeah, I'm very interested to see like what what the director, what, what, like what he would say if he were asked something. I think like, he would like, agree like with me. I think he was trying to make a point about a pattern. I mean, I'm not mm -hmm. assuming I know. I don't understand this because I'm so confused by that. <laughs> but if I had to try and understand it, I would assume it's some kind of message about patterns in alcoholism and like the reliance we have as a society on it. I'm doing your job for you right now. Do you understand? <laughs> because. Well, no, but I mean, I, I, I agree with you on, on that point that, that, yeah, I mean, especially in, in a, in a country like Denmark, which where, I mean, from the time that you're 16, booze is a part of, of your life. That's not, they're not the only country. Well, I know they're not the only one, but, but I mean, okay. Yeah. Cause even in, in American society, even though the legal age is 18, let's be honest, a lot of people start earlier than that. The legal age is not 18 in America. Oh my God, it is 21. <laughs> I was thinking of Ireland. My bad. <laughs> 
Sorry, Ireland, U.S., I mixed up your, your legal drinking uh, ages. In the U.S., it's 21. In Ireland, and I'm Ireland, pretty sure it's the U.S. and one other country, that is the only two countries where it's that high. It, and, and it's something that's still, you know, obviously majorly ingrained in, in you know, basically every major culture in, in the world that, oh, booze, alcohol is a good time. It's fun and everything. So, yeah, no, I mean, I... I I do think that it, it was unfortunate for them to have them drinking in, in, in the end. But I, I think that, you know, they're realizing that there there were plenty of good things in, in front of them. And, you know... It, I would agree with you mm-hmm. if they hadn't drank. I would agree with you completely. But happiness only came back when they started drinking. They may have had that realization, but then they regressed. I think your whole point you're trying to make... It makes sense if you cut out the final scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, <laughs> we cannot do that. It's interesting because it was kind of like a, a reverse peer pressure. It was the students trying to get the teachers I know. Uh, in, in on the fun. That game they played at the beginning where they were like carrying crates around and like they had- Oh my a, God. Yeah. The drink race. I was looking at that and I'm just like, wow, I would be dead. Yeah. Like, I'd be. De- I know I make jokes about drinking a lot on this podcast, guys, but I am such a fucking lightweight. <laughs> I do not drink that often. We went, last time we hung out, we got drinks, and I was like, my head was on the table after one drink. I yeah. was like, this is it. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do this experiment. Like, two, yeah. two glasses of wine, that's what it would take? No, I'd be gone. Oh, no. I mean, I, I, I couldn't do this experiment. I couldn't, I couldn't do that race. I'm pretty sure like that would end up resulting in like the first time me puking ever from drinking because like you've never puked from drinking. Never. Knock on wood. Really? Never ever. I've seen you pretty drunk, so that's yeah. surprising. But no, I've I've never puked from drinking. Ever. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, yeah, it's not like mine came up purple the one time <laughs> I did it. Yeah. Okay. Well there you have it. Like, in all fairness, I was drinking a grape can margarita the okay. night before, so I assume that's where the purple came that's from. That's pro- probably where it came yeah, from. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. I was on my bathroom all day. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I don't get drunk anymore after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've never, never peed from drinking. I've gotten clothes. I've, I've gotten nauseous. Really I've gotten pretty nauseous before, but no, it's never, never happened. Not even like when you're hungover? Mm, no. God, like, I hate you a little bit. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners do too. I'm sure some people are listening to that and they have just thrown their phone across the room. I'm so sorry. Andrew will re- reimburse you for that phone. You uh, no, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, it's just never, never, never really <laughs> happened. And I don't, I don't really want it to happen. I think that's okay if that's one life experience that I never have to endure. Okay. Also, like another thing that bothered me. So we have the moments where he's being a good history teacher when he's drunk, right? Mm-hmm. But the rules are they have to stop drinking when they're not working. So I'm confused because we see him being this great history teacher because of the booze. But, like, he has pictures and material prepared, which you would think he would have to prepare the night before when he's sober. Yeah. Also, Smirnoff? <laughs> right from, like, who does that? Who drinks Smirnoff straight? Martin. No, but that's, do people actually do that? Like, straight? You drink Smirnoff with something. You don't just knock it back from the bottle. Unless 
you're an alcoholic. Well, okay, keep, keep in mind, at that point, like, they were just beginning the damn experience. I know, which is why it's even more shocking to me. Maybe Europeans go harder than us with booze. But Smirnoff. I, look, I'm not going to dang anyone's tastes in it's liquor. Just, that's just weird to me. I was very shocked by that. I mean, vodka would have been better. I'm, I'm not going to ding people's booze choices. And, you know... I'm not saying you shouldn't drink Smirnoff, but mix it with something. <laughs> have well, a can of lemonade with you. Some people like you. to have it straight. It's like coffee. Some people prefer it black. Other people prefer to it's have not lots like of... coffee. <laughs> Apparently it is. Some people do like to have it just straight up. Ugh. God, all of those people need to be in therapy. Also, may may I just say for the record, it is nice to see Matt Michelson not play a villain for once. I've never seen him play in anything, so he's pretty much always villain. He did look familiar, but I, I, yeah, I genuinely have no idea where I would know him from. Yeah, he's he's just like one of like the most popularly known like villain actors. So it's nice to actually see him like not play a bad guy for once. Uh, it was really, really refreshing. And it was also nice just to see, like, his his range as, as an actor as well. Like, to, to see really just the intimate moments with Martin and seeing how well he played those off. Um, yeah, really, really liked seeing this performance from him. Yeah, I, th- I thought his performance was fine. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's so much about him. I think it's more about the message, which is very muddled to me. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Because we are having very drastic opinions about the ending right yeah. now. One of them is correct. <laughs> Mine. No. <laughs> Incorrect. You are endorsing alcoholism by saying that. I am that. not endorsing alcoholism. Yes, you are. I, I, come on. I did say, I did say that they realized that there were things outside of that that gave them life. They just never looked at it the way that it was supposed to be looked at all this time. Like, I'm not saying you did. at all. I'm not saying at all that booze is a thing that you need to have happiness in life. I am not saying that at all. I'm making that clarification now, and I'm making that perfectly clear. Yeah, it's no, just, we do not endorse it's alcoholism just, on this podcast, guys. It's unfortunate that like they needed to do the experiment in the first place to realize what they had in front of them to begin with. Yeah, no, I mean therapy. They all needed <laughs> so much therapy. They they were clearly depressed, all of them. They were clearly stuck in a state of apathy, which is how depression presents itself for most people. Mm-hmm. I would know. And um, instead of therapy, they did what happens with a lot of people who end up becoming alcoholics. They turn to booze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. so you guys, because you guys can't see at home, I have held my arms up right now, and I am in like a victory pose because <laughs> I know that I'm winning this. What do you want me to do? Endorse alcoholism? No, I don't want you to endorse alcoholism. I want you to admit that I'm right about the ending. I feel like half the time when you're like, you got nothing to say, you want me to endorse things that are awful. And I'm like, no, I, I don't. Mean, yeah, I be, want you to say I'm, I'm right. Be, I'm supposed to be positive, but I'm not going to endorse things that are horrid. Like, <laughs> that is where my fine line of positivity ends. I'm like, I'm not going to endorse bad shit. I, okay, my one other complaint about this movie, I didn't have, like, this, I was grateful for the length, but towards the middle there, I was, like, kind of tuning out. Oh, really? I thought it flowed really well. I was tuned in, like, the whole time. I think it's a good length, but, like, I don't know, there was, like, parts in the middle where I'm, like, okay, I feel like I'm just, it was when they were, maybe it was closer to the end, when they were, like, really going for it, like, alcohol-wise and going out and partying, where I was kind of like, maybe I could like skip ahead a little bit just to like keep this going. <laughs> yeah, no, 
I, I can't say that I had that problem. I, I think that, that things, things flowed really well. Um, I also love a lot of things that they, they, that they did with lighting in, in this, in this film, like especially that one shot where Martin's on the beach and it's like sunset and he's like, you know, grabbing at the sand as the waves come in and everything. I, just, I have no such, memory of that. That was such a gorgeous shot. I loved that one. That must have been part where I was tuning um, out. It's hard to tune out for a foreign language film with subtitles, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> because when you tune out, you you kind of miss stuff. Yeah, I would and say. And the choices to go back or just power through. Yeah. Guess which one I chose. Power through. Yep. <laughs> also, another shot that I really loved as well was when um, uh, Martin was dragged home by his son. And then you see the other son, like, seeing the father be, be brought in. And it, you just see his silhouette in the darkness. Like, that was just such a hauntingly beautiful shot. Just, like, basically seeing the, the, the son just exist in the darkness of his father's choices. Like, it was just poetically oh, haunting. that at all. That shot. Don't, don't have any memory of that shot. I remember I can, the son bringing the father home, but yeah, like clearly that yeah. did not leave an impact on me. I don't, I don't I'm know. not saying it didn't happen. Yeah. I just... I wonder if I said like a random ass shot and I said with it like that didn't happen in the film. But if I said it with enough conviction, if you would just be like, yeah, I believe you. I mean, w- would I believe it would happen? Sure. But I would also admit to not having any memory of it. So I don't think you're like getting the whole, oh, I'm going to trick Brittany into admitting to a shot that was never in the movie. Ha ha ha. No, you w- that's that's not the result you're going to get. Gotcha. All right. All right. Oh, um, Anything else we need to talk about? Um, this was kind of a downer. Let's be honest here. Okay. I don't know what it was, but see Mads Mikkelsen dance at the end. It just embracing it just, his alcoholism brought you so much joy. I mean, even the films, the films posters, that last sequence, you know, he's just yeah, like, with all the world blurring out as it sometimes does when you're drunk. And the the Danish uh, uh, title for this film is I don't know if I'm, I'm going to pronounce this right, but Druk. Hell if I know Druk, which is uh, Danish uh, for I think. Binge drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Binge drinking. Yeah. Something alcoholics do. <laughs> or frat guys. <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna go there? <laughs> <laughs> hey, not all frat guys become alcoholics. Alright, we will we will leave that to the to the audience's uh, interpretation and we will head now into uh whether or not we recommend this film. Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't think this was a bad movie. I was very unclear about the message, but I don't think it's, like, harmful enough where it would, like, encourage any kind of behavior. I think there's enough subtlety to it that uh, maybe. I don't know. That being said, I mean, it's, it's, it's an okay movie if you, if you want to watch it. Like, it's short enough where I think, like, that would be an okay thing if you're in the mood. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, speaking from a, from a recommendation standpoint, I, I I would say watch this movie. I think that that it's at the very least you're going to have tantalizing conversation with the folks that you watch it with about the implications <laughs> of it. I don't know. I I just I've been following Matt Matt Michelson for years, and like I I'm just so happy to see him not play a bad guy for once and actually like giving a performance that doesn't involve an evil villain speech for once. Uh. So. 
please give this, give this a watch for that. Um, and also just support foreign cinema too. Like I, I just think that we need to realize that American cinema doesn't hold all the films in the world. Uh, we need to be willing to give. Uh, well, America's the cinema. only place we make movies, Andrew. Oh yeah, Didn't you yeah. Know that? No others, no other, uh, <laughs> no, other no other place exists makes that makes movies. movies. But yeah, it's just like you know, even just give foreign cinema a chance. Yes, okay, you have to read subtitles, but like the rest of the world does that for our films. So like, let's let's return the favor and, and try to to give foreign cinema the the chance that it so rightly deserves. Oh, I'm I'm for you for that one. I yeah. support you on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say give it give it a watch. It's it's a very worthwhile watch in my opinion, and it really gives you something to think about. Plus, you get to see Matt Michelson uh, dance at the end, and that is thoroughly entertaining. Uh, all right, I think it's time for plugs. You can find me on Instagram at Brittany Blue Eyed. Um, I am still doing guest spots on the Corn Quest podcast right now. I have done a couple spots on their Long Nights podcast, so please check that out. Uh, who? What would I like to recommend? Um, I'm a very big fan of the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series. It's a book series. I read it when I was 12. It brought me a lot of joy. Um, yeah, check those out. Rick Riordan, dude. He's the man. I love him. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew Nuno, on Instagram at Andrew the Nuno Twin. Uh and then as far as a, a, a thing to recommend, that's that's a good question. Okay, you know what? I'm I'm gonna give a, a, a music recommendation. I, I haven't given too many too many of those recently. Uh an artist that I would really recommend looking into if you want kind of like something in the mix of like melancholic and sad, uh there is an artist by the name of Jake Wesley Rogers, who I think is really good makes some some certified bops uh there's a song called evergreen that he does that i've basically added to all my playlists so if you want that melancholic slash sad vibey music uh feel free to give him a listen thank you so much for listening guys uh andrew thank us so much for being on this podcast um <laughs> took a lot of time out of our day so we really appreciate us coming on yeah doing this yeah you know what i mean we we got the hang of this it's almost like we've been doing this for a year and a half doesn't ring a bell (laughs) 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 we have to do one more of these yeah it's okay we got this we got this all right guys thanks so much again for for listening if you want to hear us talk about a whole slew of other films Ranging from animation to psychological horror, feel free to give any of our other episodes a listen. Uh, Take care, guys. And until next time, remember, if you want a film where the characters want happiness to be found, turn on your TV and watch the film another round. Take care, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Academy Arguments was created and produced by Brittany McHugh and Andrew Nuno. It is edited by Brittany McHugh and the artwork is by Olivia Jensen. If you like what you heard here today, then tell a friend, tell a couple of friends, tell your grandmother if you think that's something she'd be into. Or you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps the show get noticed when you do. If you have any questions, comments, corrections, or suggestions for a movie we should do for an upcoming episode, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Academy Arguments on Twitter at ACAD Arguments or at our email, academyarguments at gmail.com. Yes, 
I also would like to say that Andrew originally thought this was a Polish film, though. <laughs> My bad. I just would like to point that out, because I think it might embarrass him. And, you know, that's always fun. It's okay, though. Brittany's going to be a pal and cut this out. Nope. <laughs> She's not. 